One, two, three. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Amen. All right, let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. amen. Praise God. All right, look at your neighbor and say, get your Bible out. Okay, you need it today. You got to have your phone. I know you guys are like me. You get used to the luxury of the screens, but you notice there's no screens right now. And they're, they're being, uh, they've already been moved. So we got, uh, well, the screens are up there, but the projection is not there. And so uh, we're going to get into this word. I'm going to preach this word. Now, this is preparing us for where we're going. Now, I, I firmly believe that this has been the, the whole reason for your salvation. Do you know the reason that God saved you? How many of y'all up in here saved? Come on. If you're not saved and you're watching me, you need to get saved. You need to quit playing around with, well, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I go to this church. No, God doesn't care what church you go to. He cares if you're saved. Do you belong to him? Have you given your heart to him? Now, the reason he saved you was not just so you can go around and be in a saved club. Can I get an amen right here? He didn't save you so you can go around and say, well, you know, I'm telling all my family, you know, we're saved and all that. No, he saved you because he wants to use you. Amen. He wants to use you. There is something that he wants to do with your life. Amen. Otherwise, you would not be on planet Earth. Now, think about this. You could have got saved and some people do, but it's not you because you're here today. Some people don't get saved until they're on their deathbed. Amen. And so when they're on their deathbed and then. You know, some prayers come through and they, and they finally they resisted Jesus and they finally surrender and they get saved. And that's good. They go to heaven. But that's not your story. Because you're not on your deathbed. And so we are saved, but yet we're still alive. Why? Any of you ever ask God, well, why am I still here? Come on, be honest. This is church. Why, well, why am I still here, God? Because he wants to use you. He's got something to do with your life. And so I'm going to preach this message today entitled, Freely You Have Received, Freely Give. Freely You Have Received, Freely Give. And a lot of times when people hear the word give, they automatically think it's going to be about money. Money is on the low end of what you can give. That's not even what we're talking about here. And so let's go to Matthew 10, 8, Matthew 10, 8. We're going to start there and um, I'm going to, you know, just share this with you as we get ready to get into what God has. And I'm going to put it in my Bible and on my phone. And, and we're just looking at King James today. So to make it easy. OK. And so he says here. Heal the sick. You see that? Now, if you don't, if you don't have it, because you can't look on the board, some of y'all never go to your Bible, and you don't never follow me. And now you're going to be like, well, when I say see that, you can't say yeah, because you'll be lying. <laughs> oh, come on. He's up in here lying in church. You see that? Yeah, I see it, Pastor. No, you don't. If you ain't got your Bible out or your phone, you don't see it. 
So when I say see it, okay. And so Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Okay. And so freely you have received. And then what does received mean? The word received means to take into your own possession, to take ownership. Now, if somebody gives you a gift, you don't benefit from that gift until you receive it. Now, I want to draw some attention to what God was saying. See, he's preparing his church for what his church is supposed to be about. His church is not supposed to be about what it is today. It's not even supposed to be about all this stuff that people are focusing on that does not matter. It's supposed to be about how he started it and what he intended for his church. So freely you have received. Now you've got to take it in to your possession. You cannot give what you have not first received. This is a principle of the kingdom. You can't give. That's why um, I don't believe in, you know, people trying to do everything and they have nothing. You need to ask God, God, you need to bless me. Come on, somebody. I can't get amen up in here. And, and so, you know what? Now, I'm not trying to be offensive towards other religions, but a lot of religions, man, they teach it the wrong way. They teach that, you know, poverty It's like good to be poor. And so what are they doing? You know, the Catholic Church is one of the churches that preaches about this poverty, but they're the richest church in the world. Amen. So what's wrong with that picture? They're preaching. So people are uh, giving their little bits and they're poor and they're staying poor and giving their little bits. But yet the church is, man, if you ever go to the Vatican and you ever look at, they are powerful. Because they're keeping it at the top. Well, the way the kingdom works, it doesn't stay at the top. The kingdom works, it flows from the top. Oh, come on, somebody. See, the kingdom is not that it stays at the top. The kingdom is it flows from the top. And that's what we got to understand. And so you cannot give what you have not first received. And so this is how the kingdom works. We receive from God. Look at your name and say receive from God. Anything you get, you got to get it from God. Come on, somebody. Uh, If you now there are times where God can use other people to help you. But if those people are your source, then you're going to always need help. Come on. If if those people are, you know what? uh, Like food ministries and things like that were intended for to help people through a rough period. And so that means you you come upon rough times and so somebody helps you somebody gives you you know you get food somebody uh, pays your rent somebody but this is not supposed to be forever Amen. you're supposed to get that and then go up come on it's all about a hand up and not a hand out and so too many people are just talking about handouts even churches churches are comfortable giving a little handout but they don't put no word on it So they don't teach nobody, hey, you know what? You don't have to stay down here. You can be helped right now, but you can come up. And that's the way the kingdom works. God wants us to come up, but you can never give out what you have not first received. And so once again, this is how the kingdom works. We receive from God. So who's your source? See, God is your source, not this world, not the government. 
Not, oh, well, you know, what they're doing with the taxes. How many, yet, ain't no tax problem in the kingdom. Y'all, did y'all hear me? There's no shortage. There's no, like, lack. Do you know there's not a lack of food in the kingdom? I'll tell you another, it ain't a secret. There ain't no lack of food in America either. They, they just throwing a lot of it away. They, they, they're trying to make, you know, we got enough resources in this country to where nobody should ever be hungry. But there's a strategy behind Satan's kingdom. And the church cannot be governed by Satan's kingdom. We have to be governed by the kingdom of God. That's why we don't bow to Baal. And the only way you get God flowing in your life is you're going to have to adhere to God's standards and God's way of doing things. Amen. Even if it's not popular. And so. Uh, we God gives it and then, OK, so we receive from God, then we give. Now, religion teaches us to work to receive from God. Come on, y'all. That's religion. Religion teaches us to work to receive from God. That's backwards. That is backwards. You're not to work to receive from God. No, what you do is we receive from God and then we work. Come on, man. We receive from God and then we work. We don't work to receive from God. I can't get myself by doing all this stuff myself into a position where now God's going to give me more. No, I humble myself. I receive Jesus. And then now I receive from God. Now, here's the thing. This is where people miss it. And that's why I ask you, you ever thought, why am I still here? See, some people that are not busy about God's business, they forgot why they are still here. And so you are here so that now God will give to you and then you'll release. And this will be a flow. And this is how God starts to expand and take over the world. And so if we understand we receive from God then we work. So I can't receive from God. How many of you guys ever seen, you know, stinky water, like water that's been there. Come on. It's like a, a pond or something. And it's got all these gnats going and stuff seem like it's growing up in there. Come on. It's just slimy because there's no movement. And so what happens is been poured into, but there's no release. There's no outlet. And so that's what happens to you. If you get poured into, oh, come on. See, some of y'all, you made your first mistake by coming to this church. That was your first mistake because that was going to mess up your Christianity. That was going to mess up your religious mindset. You came to this church. So now guess what? You're going to get taught the truth. You're not going to be pacified. And so guess what? You're going to be held accountable. You're going to be challenged. Well, that's the way the kingdom flows. So you come over here and you receive. And God's going to say, you got all that word. Pastor Troy gave you a good meal. Then he's going to say, now who you feeding? Oh, y'all, see, y'all not ready for this. Then he's going to say, well, now who you feeding? Oh, you know, Pastor Troy laid hands on you, prayed over you. Now who you laying hands on? Ah, uh, that's how the kingdom works. The kingdom doesn't work like, oh, you know, well, everything is just. Let me go get, let me go get. No, you need the anointing in your life. And so you, the way you activate it is you got to give it away. Because God will replenish. Amen. 
But if you ain't releasing, then what are you? A stink. You become you become a stinky Christian. See, now here's what happens. Let me tell you this. This happens. This is what happens. You don't start. That's why I got outreach. I got things like that, because I know how people get. They get all this word. They get all this word. Then all of a sudden they're not releasing. So then they say, I don't really know if I like the painting here. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, pastor could have got some different chairs. And they start complaining because they're stinky. Stinky Christians complain. And the reason that you complain is because you ain't releasing. And then the problem is I'm giving you too much word. If I was if I was having you be malnourished, you'd be all right. Some of y'all be okay staying religious because you're not getting enough to gain no muscles. But I'm giving you so much. Now you're over there full. And now you're going to have to do something. And so if you don't release it, now all that water that's been poured in there starts getting stinky. Then you start paying attention to the wrong thing. You know, I, I don't think the greeter actually said hi to me this morning. I'm just saying, did you notice? Did it seem like they had an attitude? You know, and then you start talking about, you know, I think Pastor, you know, Pastor was preaching my, he was preaching on my family. So like, did you call him? Because I feel like I'm being, I'm being discriminated against by the pastor. I'm just saying, I think something like the pastor don't like us or something. What? Stinky Christian. No movement. So that's because you made a mistake of coming to this church. See, they wasn't teaching you all this word at that other church. But now you come over here, it's getting just gallons, gallons poured in there. You got to do something with it, man. You got to release it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching something here. Now, here's another thing. If you don't, then now not only will you become stinky, but what happens in that stinky water? It's stuff starts to die in there because it's not fit to produce life. And so even though I'm preaching all this word, this is Word of Life Worship Center, I'm giving all this word, but you're not releasing, you're not doing nothing, then now you become stinky, but then now also stuff that would have been birth starts to die. So now people's dreams start to die. Their aspirations start to die. They once wanted to do great things for God, that, that stuff starts to die off because they're getting too much in and they're not releasing nothing out. So you need to take it back to the basics. You need to take it back. See, people, if they understood this, I'm telling you, you watching me, anybody listening to me, if you understood the principle of the kingdom, you would be doing as much as possible for God. Not because you're trying to get him or to impress him or get him to give you something, you would understand this flow. You're like, oh man, I got to let this thing flow. He keeps pouring, so I got to release. So you would be serving, you'd be on outreach, you'd be, man, you'd be trying to do everything. Not because you're trying to impress God, but you're like, I got too much anointing, I got to release it. If I don't release it, then this is going to start getting stinky. Come on, somebody. See, I never had a problem serving God because I understood this principle long ago. It didn't matter to me. Even to this day, as the pastor, it don't, it don't, ain't no 
thing that tells me that I can't climb up on a ladder and get some stuff down. I ain't got time to call somebody to help me. If I got to get it done, I got to get it done. Oh, well, but you're the pastor. So what? What's that got to do with anything? Something needs to be done. If it's time to move, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll let people help. But I ain't about to sit down like uh, I'm not capable. And, and, and as hard of a work as people put in, like these guys building stuff, they doing it. And I'll, I'll release it and let them do it because I can go do something else. But if they wasn't doing it, oh, best believe I would have did it. I don't, I get stuff done. Amen. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time talking. I talk up here, but I get I get stuff done because I know how the kingdom works. That's why I'm so quick to release. I'll pray over somebody in the store. Come on. I'll go on outreach, knock on doors and pray for perfect strangers because I know how the anointing works. If I'm going to get more of it, I got to release it. And I want a clean flow. I want to have a clean flow. That's what's going to happen in this church. We're going to have a clean flow. Clean floor. How long you been at this church? You only been here two weeks and you already serving? Yep. Oh, y'all see. Come on. Uh, some, you thought I was going to let you get a pass on that? I said, I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm new. You ain't new anymore. You've been here more than twice. You've been here more than twice. You're not new. Go on and commit. Sign up for something. Give somebody your phone number. Oh, y'all. Give somebody a phone number. You know why? You want to be held accountable. Do you know there were no bench warmers in the early church? Nobody. Y'all don't believe me. No bench warmers. Everybody was engaged. That's how it worked. They got it and they gave it. They got it and they gave it. They got it and they gave it. And guess what? The church experienced radical growth. Mm. It wasn't until the devil started deceiving people and then you start having all these fat cats in church. Just eating a lot. Not doing nothing. We're not, we, that's not what we're about to do. That ain't why God's giving us where we're going. He's not giving us so we just all sit around looking at each other. He's giving it because we're about to take the land. And everybody's going to be active. Now, I don't care what your situation is. There's something you can do. There's something you can do. Nobody can tell me, well, Pastor, I can't do it. No, hey, you, you got, let me, let me put up a mirror. Let me see if you fog it. Okay, you fog the mirror, you can do something. God can use you. Amen? All right. And so we receive from God, then we work. Go to James 1.7. James 1.7. King James. So a lot of times people use these scriptures because they want to, you know, have everybody meditate on prosperity. You know, really with God, if you just focus on the kingdom, he takes care of prosperity. Prosperity is not even an issue for him. He takes care of all. He just wants you to have a heart to do his work and be one that's willing to be used by him in the earth. Amen. All right. James 1 7. I mean, not 1.7, but 1.17. It's good when you have one of these, man. Good old school bar. How many of y'all still got one of these? See? Yeah, you know, now we didn't get in this electronic age, and now everybody's just scrolling. How many know if they just shut your phone off, what you going to do? 
Some of y'all talking about James. James. Where's James? I'm trying to find James. Is that is that is James next to Mark? Matthew, Mark, James. No. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You got to go to the back for James. You know why you go to the back for James? Because just when you start feeling good, James come in there and give you a whooping. James will come up in there saying some stuff you weren't expecting to hear. Ain't no kumbaya in James. Amen? Amen. All right. So James 1.17, he says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So what does it say? Every good, everything is flowing from God. You can't give God anything, man. I'm telling you, the church is... Got to wake up. We don't have nothing to offer God except ourselves. All you can give God. You know, some people think because they got blessed with money. And so they, in their mind, they give a big tithe. Do you know to God, there is no big tithe. Oh, let me help you. Do you know to God, a tithe is a tithe. A tithe is simply a tenth. And so God doesn't look at me because my tithe is a hundred thousand and somebody else's tithe is a hundred dollars. God sees us as the same. Huh? Oh no, surely God's got a different, a different room. He got a different room for the big givers. Yeah. You can use your gift letters and stuff that we give you. You can use that for your taxes and that's good, but God don't care, but he ain't, he's not in that. The amounts don't mean anything to him. It's the principle. Amen. And so, boy, he, God is so fair. But the problem is people, they make it difficult because they just won't go by his rules. But everyone has the same chance to prosper and prevail in the earth. And there is not all this separation. Well, every good. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Right. Even this, if I'm giving, I'm helping, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. That's good. And God is like, yeah, all right. Praise God. That's what you're doing. But you're only in that position because he gave to you. How many of you guys ever went to God and said, God, you know, you need some because you know, I got you. I got you. I just, you know, Hey, just let me know, Lord, because you know, I'm always willing to help. And God will say, you ain't willing to help because if you were willing, you'd already be helping. Oh, come on. That's like people that say, uh, call me if you need something. They don't want you to call them. They just said that to make you feel good. They don't want you to. They really don't want you to call them for help. Now, God is looking for people to flow through. That's what he's doing. He's looking for people to flow through. You're talking about I'm an empty vessel and God's filling me up. He going and I'll, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. Whatever God says, I'm going to do it. Amen. And God loves a cheerful giver. And that's not that's just not money. That's of your time, of your even whatever. You know, God, you want me to talk to this person? You want me to go buy this person some lunch? You want me to pay for their groceries? You want me to? He's man. He's communicating like that with people. And we have to be willing to be used. So we understand he's our source. Every good. So every good thing I got. Came from him. And some people in this world, they're self-made. 
So what do they do? They hide behind credentials, right? Oh, well, you know, I'm a lawyer, right? Praise God. I'm a this, I'm a that. What does that mean to me? Amen. What matters to God is, are you saved? And then whatever he gave you, use it for his glory. If he gave you the smarts to be whatever, if he gave you the ability to work in whatever profession you're in, use it for his glory. You're not self-made, you're God-made. And that's the way you got to live. You got to live your life with that over your head. I'm, I'm God made. God gave me what I have. These gifts, these talents, all this stuff. It comes from God. So God is the source from which all good things flow. Now, I want to tell you about the anointing. The anointing, the reason God has to anoint us. So the anointing is equipping us, right? And so the anointing. Uh, Isaiah 10, 27, it says uh, in that day. In that day, let me just look it up because I'm supposed to be having you look it up, too. But Isaiah 10, 27, I want to show you how God uses the anointing and starts to get things done in and through us. So Isaiah 10, 27 in the King James, he says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Well, the anointing is the burden removing yoke destroying power of God. Well, God will release that anointing upon you so that you can do kingdom business. And so that's why, like, if I'm a preacher, if I'm anointed to preach, then preaching is not a burden for me. If I got to stay up at night and beg God to give me something to preach, I'm not anointed for this. Y'all in here with me. I'm just, you know, whoo. And then some pastors say that they say, man, you know what I mean? It's hard to preach twice a week. If they, if it's hard to preach twice a week, that means they're doing it. And it's not God. Anything you're doing for God, it ought not be hard for you. If it's hard for you to serve God, you doing it. And so you're doing it without the anointing. See that God, I know I'm anointed to do what I do because he'll drop it on me just like that. Bang. It ain't. It doesn't matter. I can preach without notes. Come on. Because I'm anointed to do it. But people that are not anointed, they're trying to do stuff. And guess what? They get burned out. Uh, let me get some water up in here, man. Get some water up in here. People are like, I've been serving the Lord. Right, what's wrong with you? Whoo, I'm just tired. Just tired. Why are you so tired? Who been serving the Lord? You've been serving yourself. Hmm? Listen, when you serve God, it produces energy and not diminishes energy. Amen. Oh, man. When you serve God, it produces energy, not decreases or diminishes energy. Listen, you could be tired. Oh, man. You could be tired. You had a, a work day and you're like, man, I don't feel like going to church. It's Wednesday night. I don't feel like going But then when you go and you submit to that anointing, all of a sudden you get energized. 
How did you get that energy? You was tired. You was almost ready to fall asleep. And then you went and you served God. And bam. Amen. Am I lying? Brother Devon can testify. I can't point out too many of y'all because you don't come on Wednesdays. But uh, uh, you don't. I'm pastor, you know, we just uh, that's an excuse. You need to get rid of them excuses. You need to go up. Come on, how many of y'all know? How many of y'all know what I be teaching on Wednesdays? Amen. I was teaching on spiritual authority this last Wednesday. Some of y'all need that message. You know, you need to know how to, you're not strong enough. Man, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm too anointed for you to be missing what I preach. Oh, pastor, you're talking about yourself. No, I'm talking about God, the power that's in me. This ain't me. And so my point is, you get energized because the anointing takes over. So it's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up. Whew, I, that's, man, that's when the best service comes. When you're tired, we don't feel like serving. That's when the best service is offered because it's God taking over, doing what you cannot do. Huh? You ought to be showing up. You ought to be showing up on Wednesdays. Well, pastor, I get up early. What time you get up, brother? Say, say it again. Oh, you get up at three o'clock in the morning. You probably don't come on Wednesdays, huh? Did some of y'all didn't hear that. So I got my youth leader getting up to go to work at 3 a.m. But guess where my youth leader is on Wednesday night? Both of my youth. What, what time you get up? But, but, but still, but still six. So because some of y'all said, see, he's just a robot. I'm not even going to compare myself to him. That brother's on. But some of y'all get up at six. Well, that's my other youth leader. Where they at on Wednesday night? So now, let me ask you, what time you get up? Five? So I'm just telling you something. You get up at five, praise God. That's awesome. But I tell you what, you're still going to be able to get up at five when you come to church on Wednesday night. You're still going to be able to get up at five. Oh, Pastor, now you messing with my comfort zone. That's what I'm anointed to do. I'm anointed to tell you what everybody else is scared to tell you. I ain't scared of none of y'all. And you watch me, I ain't ain't never been scared of none of Man. But I tell people stuff because I want you getting these blessings. I want you getting these benefits. Now, if you press, then God's going to pour it out. And you're going to, man, your anointing is going to increase. But it ain't going to increase if you keep on making these excuses. I can't get, I, I, I can't do it because my schedule. I told you God changes schedules. He'll change every single schedule. Once you get your heart right. Yes. And you say, I need to be there because I need the word. See, this is the problem. The church don't value the word enough to eat it like oxygen, to take it in like oxygen. Then you realize the anointing that's on your pastor. You say, I just can't get everybody's word. I got to get what God has given him. Oh, now, now I'm really going to offend you. Well, I can, I can, um, I could just learn from everybody. But everybody's anointing don't flow into your life. 
Because the anointing flows through order. It's from the top down. The same anointing flowing on my pastor is on me. Because I'm undercover. I'm in order. I got my life. You see, I'm not a freelance Christian. That's why the devil is prevailing against the body of Christ because we got too many freelance Christians. They don't know that God operates according to order. And so you must submit yourself to covering. If you want to be a freelance Christian, then you're going to have uh, a dry Christian experience. Because you're going to be doing Christianity without the anointing. So what are you going to be doing? Going from problem to problem. Oh, how come we keep having money problems? Oh, how come we keep arguing? How come? Because you ain't submitted. You submit to covering, that's when you get kingdom. You submit to covering, you get kingdom. Without covering, no kingdom. Ah, oh, see? That's why I don't let people just call me Troy. If you my friend, call me Troy. But if I'm your pastor, call me pastor. Because you can't get the anointing on my life referring to me as Troy. Y'all in here with me? Uh, Watch it. I'm telling you, watch it. Wait till you go. You guys don't know the miracles behind all the stuff. See, I say stuff, but then we we come with evidence. We come with indisputable evidence. And nobody can say nothing about it. And I, I preach all this stuff, especially during this time. The enemy's trying to attack people, trying to get on people's bodies, trying to. But what do you, he tries to get on me. That, the devil's trying to get me last night. I was like, sleeping. I'm already tired, working all day, moving stuff. And I start coughing. I said, man, I got to get this off me. Amen. But guess what? What am I doing right now? Oh, what? Huh? I don't have no sick. What about sick days? I don't I don't get no sick leave. Huh? The anointing removes the need for sick leave. You don't need sick leave if you're anointed. Because the, but then you got to remember the anointing is attached to the assignment. So if I'm assignment driven, I'm always going to be up here energetic. I'm always going to be ready to go. I don't care if I got to uh, let out a little cough to clear my I don't care. I'm anointed. So are you. But now it's just a matter of you jumping into that. Lord, I'm, I'm an, woo, that's what that anointing is for. Yeah. People heard that word anointing and they think it's just, you know. Another religious word anointing is for work. So that you can do something for the kingdom without the anointing. You don't have the power to work. And so now he says in that day. The burden's going to remove, be removed. So all the struggle is out. So if you're in ministry, my ministry leaders, let me just help you guys be aware of what we're going into. If people come and want to serve with you and they are struggling, they're like, oh, God. tell them, hey, be blessed. Enjoy the word today. What do you mean? Yeah, we don't need you helping today. Go ahead and receive, receive from the Lord Because they need to be excited. It's an opportunity. 
It's a privilege. Glory to God. Anybody that is serving, it's a privilege. It's a privilege for you to be you. Don't be coming up to me. I better help because the church has nobody else. God will give us an angel if he has to. Come on, somebody. He'll give us angelic hosts if he needs to. So don't be a person that's saying, I'm doing the church a favor. I'm just, no, no, no. We, we've been fine and we're going to stay fine. But you are missing out. Amen. Amen. So you need to say what you put in me, God. You know, we all do stuff. We all got stuff we can do. All of us are equipped. We have talents. We need to surrender those to God. So that now God puts the anointing on it and then he uses it to build the kingdom. And then guess what? Your life advances as well because you're releasing, you're releasing, you're releasing. And you're not, uh, you know, hopping around, you know, going just trying to find somebody else to make you happy. You're releasing and you're engaged in kingdom business. Amen. Now go to Matthew, back to Matthew. And we're going to go Matthew. We'll look at verse one just to see, because he said freely you have received. So freely give. Now he's talking about casting out devils, doing healing the sick, all these things. But look at verse one, Matthew one. Or excuse me, Matthew, wait, 10, 1, 10, 1. This reminds me of the old school. I remember we didn't have no, how many of y'all been around this church long enough when we didn't have no, like, screen of any kind? How many of y'all remember we didn't have no mic? <laughs> we didn't have no microphone, man. Y'all remember when I first started, I had that little wooden uh, music stand? That, that's what I was preaching on. So, but guess what I did have? I had this back then. So Matthew 10, 1. So he says, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples. So now this is talking about the disciples, but I'm going to show you how this connects to us. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. Who gave them power? God gave them power. So Jesus had the power and he released it to them. Amen. You can't give what you don't have. And so he released that power to them. When he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. But what did he give them power? He gave them power against unclean spirits. Oh, the church today, they want to ignore the devil. And they think just because we're not talking about demonic churches, we're thinking, well, the devil, he doesn't. No, he's after you, man. He's after you. He wants to steal, kill and destroy everything he can. And then, but God gave the disciples, he said, he gave them power against unclean spirits. What was the power given to them for? Who's, who's looking this up? Come on, get, get it in your Bible. King James. That's right. So why did he give them power? He gave them power. He says, he called the 12 and he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out. That's why you got the power to cast them out and to heal all manner. What's all manner? What's excluded? All manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And so he gave them power. So what do I need? I need the power. Whose power is it? It's his. It's not mine. Oh, I think you're a healer. I'm not a healer. It's God's power. See, in the early church, nobody was caught up in all, you know how many different ministries we got in the world today? We got healing ministries. We got 
uh, whatever. Some, some ministry is supposed to be anointed for prosperity. Some other ministry is supposed to be anointed for healing. Some other ministry. But in Acts, they didn't have all these different ministries. They had the same people, all of them doing all the stuff. They were all anointed. Come on, somebody. They were all anointed to lay hands on the sick. You think you got to go to healing school somewhere to learn how to lay hands on the sick? Well, Pastor, I just don't have that anointing. Yes, you do. If you got Jesus. And I'm going to show you, it's not about who you're affiliated with like that. It's about what you believe. And see, in the early church, they just believed it. Because what if that was introduced to you? What if it was told you right away when you first got saved? Oh, this is what we do. And you say, oh, okay. Then you wouldn't know any different. You know what you'd be doing right now? Going around laying hands on everybody. Because that's what you thought. That's what that's what we do, right? You would actually lay hands on somebody in Costco and expect them to be healed because that's what you do. But the devil got in there and contaminated what people believe. And so people don't believe in spiritual power and the spiritual power is what you need. That's why you got a lot of church people. When I start talking about the Holy Ghost, they get uncomfortable. Because the devil numbs people. Because what happens is if you can be numb to the Holy Ghost, then now guess what? You'll depend on intellect. You'll depend on logic and you'll stay in your box. But the Holy Ghost is always going to push you out of your comfort zone. The Holy Ghost will have you doing stuff that you did not want to do. But that's where the anointing flows the greatest. So the so we see in this scripture, he gave them power, but the power was for a purpose. God doesn't just give us power so that we can say we have power. He gives us power so we can work. Look at your name and say you got to work. Now, this is not a, about work for your salvation. See, that's what these, these grace teachers always get on. Oh, no, brother, you can't work for your salvation. I know, because if I would have worked for it, I wouldn't have got it. Amen. But because, listen, I don't do this to become saved. I do this because I am saved. Y'all in here with me. See, I'm not loving my neighbor as myself to be saved. No, I love my neighbor as myself because I am saved. And see, so that's what happens. So now once I receive him, that's what Jesus said. The works that I do shall you do also. Well, the works come forth after the salvation. So now that I'm saved, now that's where you see. He says, you're going to know a tree by its fruit. So all that fruit is coming forth after salvation. So you never have to work to be saved. All you got to do is give your life to Jesus. But if you do that, now it's still going to be about what you believe. And don't let people trick you out of what's rightfully yours so that you'll be able to flow freely. And so now we see that he gave the power for a purpose. Now go back to 10.8, Matthew 10.8. So we looked at that. And then he says, Matthew 10.8, heal the sick. So that's, what do you guys think about that? So he says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. How many know leprosy is pretty tough? Like, wait, isn't that contagious? So you want me to do what? Lay hands on them? 
Come on. Some of y'all be going back to the other scripture. Well, Jesus, you said in the other scripture that you could send your word. You said you sent the word and healed me. So I'm just going to send it over there. Right? But you got the power. Listen, lay hands. If you are, and really the church worked, got the devil worked on the church when COVID came. And so everybody's scared of people now. Everybody running on, running around, got masks. They scared to touch people. What God, what if God said lay hands on them? I don't know if they've been tested, Lord. I need to get, you can't do that. You can't carry around testing kits on outreach. I say, I'm going to pray for somebody, but hold on, let me test this. Swab, let me swab you real quick. You got to just do it all by faith. You know how many diseases that are out there that you don't know that are there? You know how many people ate off that fork and plate that you're going to eat off at the restaurant? You say, oh, no, but I know they cleaned it. How many of y'all ever got some dirty, some dirty silverware at your restaurant? And what'd you do? You sent it back. But that should have told you something. If this was dirty, what else might be dirty? Because they could have just flicked what it was on and flicked it off and gave it back to you. Why am I saying that? Not to get you all nervous about eating at restaurants. It's to get you to understand, listen, it's God's protection. Because you can't protect your stuff against something you don't see. You don't even know it's there. So how are you going to gird up and protect? But if you're anointed, you say, I'm not worried about it. I'm on assignment. And so now God's responsible for keeping me. Amen. He has to keep me. And I'm going to be kept by God because I'm on assignment. And so he says in this scripture, we are to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. How about that? Now, some of y'all say that's surely advanced. He must have been. That's only for those elite, right? Raise it. I mean, think about it. It's not as common in our world today. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. How many of y'all, if, uh, if you saw somebody, let's say you're just walking down the street and you've seen this lady. Well, it could be a man. It doesn't have to be a lady, but I just thought of a lady. <laughs> but you saw him, and they were like, hey, what would you do? <laughs> Tell the truth. Hey, somebody said the truth. I'm out. Peace. Go. That's it. And pray for him at a distance, right? Hey, hey, but, but look at this. They, this stuff was happening, but if somebody's doing that, well, you got power to cast the devil out. Amen. Well, if the Holy Ghost said, go up there and lay hands on them. Amen. Some of y'all be like, huh? <laughs> Say that again, what? Lord, I, I did, no. But the power that's in you, that's what's supposed to happen. So you see a person manifest, you have no fear because the Holy Spirit is in you. And he says, lay hands on the sick. I mean, he says, uh, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. He doesn't give this as a suggestion. He gives it as a command. Then he says, freely you have received. Now, freely give. So what he's talking about, freely you have received this power. See, God never asks you to do something that he needs you to know how to do. If you think that God 
needs you to know how to do something before he can use you, then now you're going to only go as far as you could take yourself. But God will do things through you that are above you, that are bigger than you, that you don't. How many of y'all have ever figured out something that you, you, you're like, wow, I didn't even know how I got that answer. And God just drops things. And so now freely you have received, so freely give. So what you got to do is you got to receive it and then give. Now, this is not just for disciples. Meaning the 12 disciples. We're all disciples. But this is not just for that group because some churches teach that that was just for that and just for that time. Okay, so let's go to Mark. So those that... Think that that's what that was about. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. Uh, Mark chapter 16. Yeah. Old school, old school Bible flipping. Amen. Yeah, right. There you go. And now, so look at this. He says, and he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, is that who is that for? Just the disciples? I'm not, I'm, we're going to keep reading. So that's for everybody. And I'm going to show you. And some of you say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to preach like this. This is to teach. But now you get and you learn and you take it to the world. And you preach. Doesn't mean you got to go get a soapbox and a, and a megaphone. If that's what God tells you to do, then do it. But that's not necessarily what it means. You're going to share this with everybody. You're going out there and it's under the orders of the Holy Ghost. And so he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned. And look at this, verse 17. I want you guys to get this. And these signs shall follow them that what? They said that these signs are going to follow them that went to Bible college. No. These signs are going to follow them that uh, have a demon buster anointing. No. You know, they got all these ministries coming out. You know, uh, hey, you want to get delivered? Send us, you know, this or that. Fill out this paper. Send us this offering and we'll get you delivered. Well, just go to Mark 16. Save your money. Oh, come on. Save your money and work on your belief. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. You got, you got to believe in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Don't you just got to believe in the name of Jesus. You can't just believe in Jesus on Christmas. You got to believe in the name of Jesus. Churches need to get back to the name of Jesus. We need to start having the name of Jesus in our prayers. We need to start having the name of Jesus coming off of our mouths. Come on. Uh, don't let the world use the name of Jesus as a cuss word. We need to take the name of Jesus back. And he says, in my name. Shall you cast out devils? You shall speak with new tongues. Holy Ghost, they don't believe in that stuff no more. Let me tell you about tongues, because there's a lot of controversy on tongues. Some people say, I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't know, whatever. You know, that's religion that taught that stuff out. The reason that there was anything that came against tongues is because 
is to have things in order. Like it's not going to help you if I just preach this whole message in tongues. What is that going to do for you? But tongues is a heavenly language. You communicate. And let me tell you something. This is why you ought to want that gift released in you. I believe every believer has it, but they got to allow themselves to get to that place where they can just release it because it's going to be beyond your logic. And so you don't have the intellect to understand it because you don't understand tongues. And so you're going to be talking about, man, I'm just saying some gibberish. Don't listen to the devil because let me tell you about this tongues. That is the only language that the devil doesn't understand. He understands Mandarin. He understands any, you know, Tagalog. He understands any type of language. Spanish, he understands all of them. But he don't understand tongues. He has no clue of what you're talking about. And, you know, God releases secrets through tongues. You get to releasing them tongues like that and secrets start coming to you. Answers. Listen, you can pray in tongues and then you prayed in tongues tonight. And then later on, about three days later, you get an answer to a problem and you don't wonder where that comes from. Well, you you that came through that tongue talking. But that's old school. And what do people say today? I don't I don't I don't speak in tongues. I don't. Ask God. Well, I don't need, you know, I just told you it's the only language that the devil doesn't understand. And then he says here, this is for believers. If they believe in my name, they shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. I used this when when it came to COVID. I said, I can't be poisoned. I can't be killed. Because some people was worried about. Uh, COVID shots or some people got the shots and then all of a sudden the shot's supposed to kill you, supposed to, whatever, whether you got a shot or you didn't claim the protection of God. Uh, ain't no disease taking me out and ain't no shot either. Come on. I mean, no, I, I got some shots when I was a kid and I, I mean, they, they didn't even ask me if I wanted them things, (laughs) but so you don't never put no power in nothing. Because none of it can touch you. So I use that scripture during that time because I had some people, they, they, maybe they did get the shot and they was worried about it. I said, hey, man, go ahead and meditate that, that Mark 16, 18. You can't be poisoned. So if it was killing people, it ain't killing you. Amen. How many of y'all okay with doing stuff like this? Amen. Now that gets you, now you ain't worried. What you worried about? I mean, my job made me get the shot. Oh, whatever. Who cares? It ain't going to affect you. Just go on and keep living. Well, don't be sitting up there talking about, oh, I feel like something's going on. I feel a numbness coming on me. That's all in your head. Because when you got the anointing flowing, that stuff can't take you out. The only time you can be taken out is when it's time for you to go home. And when it's time for you to go home, there ain't nobody on planet Earth that can keep you. Amen. When it's your time to go home, you go home. Amen. But you don't focus on, I could be going home tomorrow. No, you could be busy about your father's business tomorrow. That's what you could be doing. Instead of thinking about, ooh, the rapture could happen. We was in here preaching, what is it, Wednesday? One of them times we had an earthquake. Some of y'all probably, some of y'all probably thought, ooh, is that the rapture? No, it ain't the rapture. Because the rapture ain't coming like that when you're going to be thinking about it. You're just going to be caught up. 
But what you want to be is found busy about your father's business. That's what you want. You want to be found like I want to be working, man. I want to be laying hands and doing preaching, doing something. And then the rapture happens. And I'll be like, oh, okay, Oh, God. okay, you. okay, let's go. But I don't want to be times are getting bad. See, people that are like that, they're not focusing on their assignment. When you start talking about we're in the last days, everybody that says we're in the last days ain't ready for the last days. Because they're talking too much about the last days instead of working. No, we're in harvest time. The harvest is ripe and ready. We're in a time right now to reap the greatest harvest ever known. There are souls waiting. You know, there are people looking for you before you even talk to them. And when you show up, they say, I'm glad you're here. I've been waiting on you. And they don't even know you. Amen. Y'all see that? And so this is not just for disciples. This is for anybody that will believe. You know, uh, John 17, 20, I'm just going to say this quickly, but he says in that scripture that, you know what? I'm not praying for these only, meaning my disciples, but all that shall believe on me through the word of the disciples. So as the disciples went and preached, God is praying for all of us who would become those believers. And he's praying for that power to be upon us. And, and we're going to close in a minute, but this continuing in Mark uh, 16, how he says, um, so they t- take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So you can't be killed, can't be poisoned. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so what you ought to expect is you can lay hands and then people recover. You start to see things. And so after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. So God gave this instruction we know this as the Great Commission. But then he was received up in heaven and set on the right hand of God. And then this is what they did. They went forth. Look at your name and say, you got to go forth. They went forth. So that means they got busy about their father's business. They went forth and preached everywhere. That ain't just church. Preaching everywhere. The Lord, now look, get this, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And so what was going on is they went forth and they preached, but God confirmed the word preach with signs following. But you have to believe first then you receive it. And so the devil's contaminated what people believe. And so they, you know, people, there's people today, they don't believe in healing no more. Because their denomination, they said, we don't, you know, do you know there's people, they don't believe in talking in tongues. They think that's a, that's a, a, a demonic. Huh? But it, we didn't even get that far. Like we didn't get into a bunch of stuff. We just went to Mark, the great commission. And that's what he's saying that we can all do. But if the devil tricks you and makes you think you can do it. Then you won't believe it. How many of you would lay hands on somebody if you don't even believe they can be healed? Like when I pray over you, I believe it. I believe that I believe God will get you. I believe he'll help you. Whatever. It ain't me. But I if if I didn't believe in it. I, listen, we pray for a lot of people in this church, right? You get prayer requests coming in. We pray for healing. We don't. We wouldn't even pray that if we didn't believe it. But if we believe it, 
then we're going to stick to it. And so the devil's contaminated what people believe. Now, if you don't believe, you can't receive. And if you don't receive, you can't give. See, if you don't believe, you can't receive. If you can't receive it, you can't give it. So I can't lay hands for healing on somebody if I don't even receive that for myself. I don't even believe in it. But if I believe it, then I can release it. And now uh, the early church, like I said earlier, they experienced explosive growth because this is what people did. They believed, they received, and they gave. What's the key to growth? What's the key to growing the kingdom? Believe, receive, and give. What's the key to growth in your life? Believe, receive, and give. And see, and that's a kingdom flow that's going to cause things. And so uh, it's going to cause things to change. But this is the kingdom formula that causes heaven to invade the earth. That's what's happening now. Heaven is actually invading the earth. And lastly, church is not about titles. So get that through your head. Don't go telling people. That's why we're just a non-denominational church. But we believe in the whole Bible. We believe in the Holy Ghost. But I'm not running around here saying, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a that. We saved. You saved? I'm, 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 you know, we're a Holy Ghost church. We believe in the power of the word. But we don't have to have a title, right? You don't have to have like, uh, you know, some people, they have so many other things after their name. You know, like on your business card. And say, I am da-da-da, 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 da-da. And you only get so many characters, man. You're using too many characters. But for God, it doesn't mean anything. All that matters to God, are you saved? Are you sanctified? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you ready to get to work for me? Because I'm looking for those who are willing to go to work for me. And those are the ones that he's going to use. And so uh, church is not about titles. Now, you know, titles, they may have your assignment. So I'm a pastor, so I have to do what a pastor does and all that. I get that. But I'm talking about really the whole kingdom it is about power that will flow through everyone who believes. That's what it's about. And so I'll say things that make people uncomfortable, but I'll say you're just as anointed as I am. Now, you might not be anointed to preach like I preach because maybe God didn't call you to that, to that. but it's the same anointing. So you're anointed to do whatever he's wanting you to do. And there's not a different anointing. There's only one. My wife teaches the kids all the time. There is no junior Holy Spirit. Just one Holy Ghost. So that's why you can have a kid come up out of there speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. Don't 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 get it twisted. We start teaching these kids to lay hands and and your kid be at home. And you complain about something. They'll, they'll lay hands on you. What happens when kids start laying hands on parents and parents start falling out under the Holy Ghost? What's that going to be about? It's going to be different, right? Well, God is looking to invade the earth. Amen. Y'all believe it? Go ahead and clap for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Let's, let's, let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. You've blessed us to be here. We've completed our assignment. We've given the word. We've sent it out. And we know that it's not returning void. We thank you that we've been having an, we've had an opportunity today to pray. We prayed healing, and we know that healing is going to manifest. We just thank you, Lord, that you're building an army of believers. 
and you're doing that right now. Maybe you're watching this or maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want you to know that you can give your life away today. Don't hold it. Don't keep it. Just let him have it all. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God.